0: Welcome to Let's Talk Seniors, thanks to Anglican Care. Welcome, everyone. This is the first episode for Season 4 of Australia's number one seniors podcast, Let's Talk Seniors. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a new co-host with me for Season 4, Mel Sargent, who is the producer from Newcastle Podcast Station. So, we've got a professional in the studio with us today. So, welcome, Mel. Yes, I'm
1: so excited to be joining you guys. Very good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for stepping in. In today's episode, Mel and I talk about finding religion later in life with special guest Bishop Sonia Ralston. Sonia is perfectly placed to discuss this topic with us today as the Assistant Bishop Inland Episcopate for the Anglican Diocese of Newcastle. Among her many achievements and life experiences, Sonia was the first female to be appointed as a bishop in the Newcastle Diocese, which we love here at Let's Talk Seniors, given our predominantly female listeners. And we also just happened to be taping on International Women's Day. Yeah. So, <laughs> awesome, Sonia, you, you're really flying the flag for
1: that, I think, yes. International Women's Day. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, Sonia. Oh, thank you for the invitation to be with you. Let's start with the basics. Do you come across many people who find religion in later life?
2: Yeah, I do, quite often in the church. I've been thinking about that a bit because I had warning of the questions. And I think in parishes often... I think people start as children often quite open to faith and can often, not always, but often have an exposure to faith as children and they're sort of natural believers' children. But as they get older, obviously they're finding who they are, their own identity, they're busy with families in the young adult years. And as they get a little older and have more time for reflection and just more space for themselves, I find then that often for our church, people start to say, actually, it's time I explored faith or reconnected with faith. When I was in Windale Parish, I was very involved at Greenmount Gardens, one of the Anglican Care hostels, and I really reflected on that a bit there, and one of the stories that led me to reflect on that a bit there was a man who came in to the hostel, and he, we had a quite a large church service there every week on a Thursday, and he came into those services straight away, he participated a lot, uh, he was really happy to be asked to do the reading in the service, and I assumed that he had always gone to church. Time progressed and he died. And I took his funeral and his grandson said, "So Granddad got to church, did he? <laughs>
1: and, they were,
2: and, and they were amazed. And I thought about that later and I thought, I think that he had had an experience of church when he was young that he was reconnecting with. So why did he go once he got to the hostel? Why did that become so important to him? Which he Yeah, that's did. fascinating that his family wasn't aware of it, isn't it? I thought it was, yeah. and it, that it was such a shock to them. And I thought there were three reasons he might mm. have... Come back. I think one was building on a faith that he once had. I think one was being part of that community and belonging, which was a very strong part of Greenmount. Mm. But I also think when you move into a hostel, ultimate questions
1: of life and death are going to be looming very. That's large. what I was going to say. We've Absolutely. got existential angst in our thirties, forties, fifties. I guess it's sort of building quite heavily then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and well, I
0: you think start it- to wonder what it's all about. Of I think, course, and, and yeah. you don't get to your fifties without. Some sort of trauma or stuff happening in yeah. your life that's which right. makes you question things
1: like And that. you
2: realize you're not in control of the world,
1: cool. You know, Absolutely. It's not all about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, the Instagram
1: story slow down a little bit yeah. as you get older.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've spent a lifetime creating a home. It's where you belong. As you age, Anglican Care's home life can help you remain happy and independent in your very own home. Find out how at
1: anglicancare.com.au. What's the difference between religion, faith and spirituality or are they basically the same thing?
2: I think they're similar. I think they have overlaps Mm -hmm. and I think there's some distinction. So if you start with spirituality, I think of that as like a big catch-all. So people have, I think we have a spiritual sense. People have a lot of spiritual practices, some of them mainstream, some of them... A little off mainstream. So what do you mean by a spiritual practice, Bishop Sonia? Well, People might meditate. They yeah, might okay. pray. They might attend mm. church. Yoga. Yeah, like Mel I and are I are massive yeah. yogis.
1: Right. I did my <laughs> yoga this morning, <laughs> Me actually. Too. Yeah. And then, I mean, <laughs> I'm
2: not in favour of seances, but some people might say that they were something that Okay, yeah, store. yeah. So I think that's spirituality. It's mm. that longing to connect with something outside us. Yes, and
0: knowing there's something bigger than us, but not. Maybe exactly what it is That's right And it can be
2: a bit nebulous Mm. I think religion Helps give a framework for that And how we express that are nurtured in it And formed in it Mm -hmm. So we can talk about religion As being the structure of the church And be a bit Oh well that's structural But within that Talking as a Christian Obviously we have Parishes where people Connect and they're Nurtured in their faith And they grow So it's a structure Mm. In which your Spirituality can be Expressed
0: I think I liked Something that you Said earlier as well Is that sense of Community I think that's Really important in a More structured Kind of religious
1: 100% Community Yeah Mm.
0: And coming together Mm. and having the same beliefs as other people is really powerful and strong. And I think that's something that people search for as well as they get older maybe. Oh, I think so. I think
2: so.
1: Some of their communities might fall away as well as they get older and the structures might change. Oh, yeah. You know, as you get older, you're getting a little bit more stressed about life and you're seeking to find more. That's right. Mm. And
2: then you might move from where you are, so you have to reconnect with another community. Mm. And then the other part you asked was faith. I think faith is like our personal response. Mm -hmm. So you can go and be part of something, but how do you belong and express yourself in that? And I think that's what faith is, my faith in God and how I express that within the structure of religion. Mm. Mm. Okay. Sonia, I think that
0: one of the reasons why people become disillusioned by religion is their perception that it is unable to explain some of life's struggles. Oh, yeah. Like if there was a God, why is this happening to me? That sort of thing that you hear people say. So what is your take on that?
2: That can go both ways. Mm -hmm. That can either go, I prayed and prayed and nothing happened. There is no God. Mm. Or I prayed and prayed and I didn't get the answer, but I knew God was with me and I had the strength to go. Mm -hmm. So I can see that going both ways. I met a man once and and he came up to me at an Anzac Day service and he said, I think I'm going to need to talk to you. So I went to see him and it turned out that he'd had throat cancer and he was told when it comes back, we can't do anything for you with Mm. palliative. And that's the stage he was at. Yeah,
0: and very confronting. And that's when you really start to question what it's all about.
2: I think sometimes at those points. So anyway, I I used to visit him and his wife. It was over an extended period. I arrived one day and he, he wasn't particularly a man of the church, but he had his paints out oil paints or mm. house paints and, and <laughs> i'm a pleasureable pursuit <laughs> yes. I, said, I didn't know you painted and he sort of went through how he used to paint as a young man and then he said i've realized since you've been visiting i'm not dying with cancer i'm living with it mm-hmm. and i think oh, I that's finding, that, finding that meaning mm, is yeah. the difference between i didn't get my prayers answered mm-hmm. and i give up or i found some hope in mm-hmm. the middle of this tragedy it wasn't what i first thought i was looking for yeah Mm. and i think
1: that's something so important to remember just generally you know two feet in a heartbeat every day Mm. is a Mm. gift so yeah that's incredible sometimes
2: people say oh god didn't answer my prayer or god did answer my prayer i think that's the wrong take on it i think god always answers our prayers Mm. the question is how do I see God answering my prayers? So for that man, it was finding purpose in in the can you know, in yeah. the life that he had at that time. Yeah,
1: yeah. People with religion seem to cope a lot better with hard, extenuating circumstances, rather, I think, than people without religion. What's your take on that? Why do you think it is?
2: Oh, well, I think it's because you know that you're not alone. Mm. I mean, studies show that that's true, and that people who have a deep faith might live a couple of years longer. But I think it's things like knowing I'm not alone, knowing that there's a God who loves and cares for me, knowing that when I do wrong, I can turn to God and be forgiven. And there are some other practices that might go with that. I think knowing that I have a hope in this life and the next because of my faith, they say it reduces people's stress, but I think that sense of my life has meaning, I'm not alone, and mm. I have someone I can lean on in the hard times. Yeah,
0: I have yeah. really noticed that in the Anglican care community. I bet you do. Some of the people that, or some of the beautiful people I've been privileged to meet over the years that have suffered really traumatic events in their life, I've just noticed how. Stoic they are and how they just seem to get through those times really graciously and Mm. kind of serenely almost, which I really admire. Because they can
2: pray and it releases the burden of it. They Mm. give the burden of it to Mm. God. Yeah. And I'm sure you've both heard people say oh, thank goodness for my faith that got me through that. I don't know how people could get through this Mm. without
1: being able to turn to God.
0: Yeah, there's certainly something to say for that, I think. It's a
1: real, it's a calming meditation praying Mm. as well. Mm. Mm. Offering yourself up to a higher power and just having that moment of silence is really... Oh, precious, so isn't powerful! It? Yeah. So powerful.
0: Are you ready to downsize your home? You're done with the endless maintenance and mowing the lawn. With Anglican Care's retirement villages, you can relax and live amongst friends, carefree. Discover how at AnglicanCare.com.au. So, finally, Bishop Sonya, if someone wants to embrace religion more in
2: their life, where do they begin? Well, go to a friend you know who goes to church or mm. practices the religion that is your religion, mm-hmm. and ask them about it. Ask them to take you to church mm. or go to church yourself. But try and let people know that you need to learn as well. Mm. Another little story because I like stories.
0: Yeah, they're great. Uh, I love them um, too. <laughs> when,
2: I, when I was a, an assistant priest, there was a lady in the parish I'd in who taught scripture for, I don't know, 50 years maybe, a long time. And she always taught sixth class and she used to say to her class only their last lesson, she drew draw a line. She'd go, this is the path of life and it'll have ups and downs. And if you ever get to a point where you don't know what to do, just go to a church. And so years later, she was shopping. And this young lady came up to her in the shopping centre and said, Oh, Mrs. What's her name? You won't remember me, but you taught me scripture. And she said her name. And she said, Oh, I was probably the naughtiest girl you ever taught. (laughs) And she said her name. And she said, And she probably was the naughtiest girl I ever taught. (laughs) And then the young lady explained that her family life had been in crisis at the time. Her parents were separating. She was angry. She was acting out. And that her life continued to descend, so she made some pretty bad choices. She got herself into a real mess, Mm -hmm. and by her mid or late teens, she was ready just to give up. Wow. And she walked past this church one day, and the doors were open. So she went in, and there was someone there cleaning. And so the lady was really friendly to her, and talked to her and calmed her down, and said to her, come back on Sunday. And so she went back on the Sunday, because this lady had been so kind, and the lady was looking out for her. And she welcomed her, had her to sit with her. She helped her go through the church service. She said, come back next week. The young lady said that changed her life. And now she, you know, she sorted out the problem. She got some help. Uh, She now was a young mother with children and was teaching Sunday school in that church that she had committed to. And I think there are two lessons to that. One, she went to, to a church and found some help. But the other was that the church was ready to receive her and help her belong. And I think the message for that is you know, on the one hand you can go to a christian you know or go to a church you know or whatever your faith is but the other is if someone new comes to your church be ready to be like that woman and welcome someone and help them belong just don't say hello Help them
1: belong. I think 100%. And these days, individualism is rife. Like look oh, at social yeah. media, everyone's about the individual. But in those hard times, what you need is community. Oh, That's absolutely. What and
0: through. I think COVID taught us that to mm. a large degree as well, that oh, we need yeah. to come together as a community. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For the greater good Yeah mm.
0: Well thank you Bishop Sonia For being our special guest We really appreciate you Sharing your wisdom With us today We have a little Lucky door prize For all of our special guests <laughs> oh, You've done well today, <laughs> you you so it's many al- It's always in line With our ethos Of healthy Well being And ageing And positivity oh, yeah, It's your job to open it <laughs> So there's
2: water <laughs> I, love, I love We're, we're doing I a um, Podcast on hydration <laughs> Later <laughs> well, there's a let's look card oh, and a great mug for my healthy tea. Yes, well, you're going to grow your own herbs in that, Bishop
0: Sonia, and then make Ooh. your tea from your herbs.
2: You don't know about my gardening prowess, do you?
0: <laughs> I did wonder about it, actually. Are you a keen gardener?
2: No, 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 oh, no, not no. <laughs> Well,
0: you'll let me have to let me know how you go with that. I go will. To the farmer's market then and get the herbs and drop it in there <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, oh thank
2: you Thanks Kylie and Mel,
0: it's been fun <laughs> We look forward to chatting to dietitian Nick Adamson in our next podcast which is all about gut health for a good life Do you have any topics you want Kylie to discuss? Get in touch by emailing Let's Talk at anglicancare.com.au